Your fake news erasable. Your fake news. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Erasable Podcast. This is Tim Wassum and I am joined by two of my favorite guys in the whole world, Andy Welfley and Johnny Gamber. Tonight we are going to be uh, going over a lot of cool stuff that's been happening in the stationary world and we are also going to be updating our top five pencil lists and uh, introducing some new top lists of uh, different categories, which we're pretty, pretty excited about. Um, but Andy, Johnny, how are you guys doing? Pretty good. Fantastic. How's it going with you? Good. So much for three take Tim. Yeah. One take Tim. One take Tim. 10 B, one take Tim. 10 B, one take Tim. That's what they call me a Nam. Uh, (laughs) I I think we should just keep adding number nicknames to your, um, (laughs) to to you. So pretty soon it's just going to be like outrageous. And just keep going until people start like, uh, people start coming up with theories about what the word or what the numbers stand for yeah like it's some kind of code to crack <laughs> yeah and then i go i go missing and like maybe that'll lead us to him <laughs> illuminati tim yeah let's just get, let's just get all tim. dan brown on you 10b one take illuminati tim <laughs> the stone cutters the stone cutters yeah <laughs> who owns oh, back awesome. the electric car <laughs> 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 Who made Steve Gutenberg a star? <laughs> I completely don't get this episode. reference. Oh, this is a Simpsons episode. It's, it's like one of the best. Okay. Oh man, it's where it's, they basically find out about the Simpsons version of the Illuminati, and mm-hmm. uh, Grandpa Simpson's in it, and Homer gets grandfathered into the to the club. It's a really, really good episode. Yeah, <laughs> they find this like <laughs> the birthmark on his. It's basically on his butt cheek. Like he has a birthmark on his butt cheek that means that yeah. he's the chosen one. <laughs> so he he becomes the the head of the the stone cutters. It's fantastic. I might watch that tonight when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm really excited about uh, all the things we're talking about today. I think it's gonna be fun to update those lists. That's like a a favorite thing for people to do in general about you know listing your favorite things, and then stationary podcasts and blogs love to do it too, and we are no exception. So I can't wait for that. C- but can we do it v- we get- very like uh, like BuzzFeed style and be like, you won't believe number four. <laughs> yeah. Number four will shock you. <laughs> Uh, number four will leave you questioning life itself. <laughs> My number five will. <laughs> oh, wait. Stay tuned, folks. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start out with tools of the trade. And Andy, why don't you get us started? Sure. Um, I am um, consuming some media. Um, <laughs> Katie and I have kind of stalled at um, for Handmaid's Tale. Like it's just gotten so heavy and so dark. Like we just can't like have to take a little break. So we started watching. Um, Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown. Have you guys ever watched this? That's a great, that's a great show. I, I'm a big Anthony Bourdain fan, and uh, I I just think he's like, just like the grumpy uncle of, of the food world. And uh, we watched all of Layover, and that's really great. I think I've talked about that here before. But uh, Parts Unknown is a lot more... Um, a lot more travel than it is food related, I think. And yeah. he it's goes pretty like, gets pretty heavy into the culture. Yeah. Too. Like, and he, he goes to some crazy places. Um I yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan so far. Some of them are crazy and some of them are like LA, you know. But I found places in all of these 
found things in all of these places that I want to eat. So any uh, epi- any episode of his shows where he goes to like Thailand or yeah Philippines places like that. I mean, he, when he's like really in his element, are just awesome because he always gets these cool writers to talk to, and they eat the spiciest food on the planet, and he's like in heaven. Yeah, yeah. So, he went to um, oh shoot, where is it that that um, Burroughs went? It was or spent a lot of time in um, hmm, crap. I forget Morocco. Um, yeah, he was in city of Morocco and he just met up with these just like insane, just like old British rich, just like expats who just like seem like they're out of a like 1950s mystery. Like I keep expecting them to really to be like evil because they're, they're like a, <laughs> like an Indiana Jones villain. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been, been watching that and uh, I'm just still, still slogging through my, uh, my novel that I talked about last time that I don't really like, but I decided not to give it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's noble of you. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm writing, uh, with a sparkly green gel pen and a hello kitty notebook from the late (laughs) eighties, as I have written here. Now that was, uh, put here by Johnny. (laughs) I am. It wasn't me. (laughs) I have no idea. It was put here by the president of the United States. (laughs) Writing my tremendous notebook. You're writing bigly with that gel, man. Bigly, the best. Uh, I assume he just uses a dull crayon because, like, nobody trusts him with sharp objects. <laughs> well, uh, he had a sharp one, but he's just going to let it fail. So. That's going to be on. Yeah, that's going to be on like Fox News tomorrow. Man. Yeah, Lib- liberal podcast claims that per- president writes in crayon. <laughs> Meanwhile, he doesn't use crayon. He uses finger paints. Come on. Age appropriate. <laughs> you're, you're fake news erasable. You're fake news. <laughs> failing erasable podcast. Says <laughs> hashtag. That's our episode title. Hashtag failing erasable podcast. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag. Maybe he'll block us on Twitter. Oh, that would be an honor. <laughs> Dream come true. Have we just given up all pretenses of not being a political like, <laughs> like following? <laughs> as long as we don't belabor the point, just move on. Yeah. Just focus on what we do. So uh, we're allowed to we're allowed to have opinions. So, so in in honesty, I'm writing with a Notrage marble pencil, um, which is one of the most beautiful um, pencils. There's actually a marbling workshop happening at work next week that I'm going to miss because I'm going to be out of town. But uh, I would love to like learn how to marble things. So writing with a natty marble um, that has a white eraser cap on the end of it that I bought from CW Pencils, um, and I'm writing in my field notes campfire notebook. Nice. Yeah. Nice. How about you, Johnny? Um, I am behind and just started Orange is the New Black uh, for the weekend, the new season. We watched season four because I forgot everything that happened. Yeah. Did you guys watch it yet? <laughs> uh, yes, I finished the new season. It's so good. So much of it's grossing me out. I mean, or they walk with stuff on the walls. I'm like, oh, God. I feel like my kids have been there. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, they had a food fight and like all that food is just like left over and yeah. That's not even from Food Fight. Oh, really? <laughs> Never mind. Oh, wait, on the show it is, I think. I yeah, hope. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think about my kids. You know? Oh, no. You... <laughs> That's not chocolate, no. <laughs> Moving on. So, um, <laughs> I finished that uh, big new throw bio, Henry David Throw at Life by Lara Wallace. I'm sorry. How do you pronounce her name? Dessau Wallace? But yeah, it's the first big comprehensive one since, I think, Harding. So, yeah. you know, that's landmarkish. If you like throw, it's a super nice read. Although, like, maybe this is because I'm not a historian, but there are times where 
I'm assuming that she's going along in linear time, but instead she's sort of skipping ahead two years, skipping back two years to talk about John Brown or something like that. And I keep having to look at what year it is. What year and is it? And I'm like, wait, he's, wait, where's John Brown? And later, oh, there's John Brown. But um, I guess if you keep track of that, maybe it's just my brain. Like I say, not being a historian that uh, got caught up in that. But if you like Thoreau, it's a super awesome book. It's on Amazon now, I think. Did you learn anything mm-hmm. that you didn't already know? Yeah. And a bunch of things. Um, there were several instances where he was furiously writing about something such as with John Brown, where he would keep a pencil under his pillow so that he could always write, which was pretty cool. And um, the extra detail that I know he wrote in his journal and pen because I bugged the people doing the project a couple of years ago and they finally emailed me back. After I emailed them like 10 times, like, no, we didn't use pencils. But he would use pencils in the field and come home and elaborate in his journal in ink. So it's sad that the guy who made pencils didn't always use them, but that's okay. <laughs> Little did he know that ink is deteriorating his notebooks. There's a thing at the uh, Morgan Library about his journal right now where they have some of the pencils on display that I hope I can make it to before it closes up. That's really cool. Yeah, very exciting. All of the big um, Bicentennial stuff was in uh, Concord last week, of course, for Mr. Thoreau's birthday. So, yeah. Um, and I am writing with a West Coast pencil, the Volumes 73 of Blackwing, and an East Coast notebook, the Right Notepad's Chesapeake. How about you, Tim? Uh, I am, I think last time, <laughs> last time we talked, I was reading the Robert Galbraith novel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, drawing a blank, the second one, whatever it was called, um, and uh, the silkworm. That's what it was. I was, yeah. I was reading the silkworm, and I did decide to go on and just read the next one. So right now I'm reading Career of Evil by Robert Galbraith slash J.K. Rowling, and uh, so far it's really good. It's also, um, yeah, this one's just definitely darker than the other ones, and I uh, am enjoying it so far. Uh, and it's it's I think it's hitting kind of a sweet spot with the third book in the series where the two characters. Robin and Strike are really becoming familiar, I guess, and getting used to them. And so some of the subtleties of who they are and what their motives are and things are, are coming out. So I, I really, I, I can't recommend the series enough if you like uh, mysteries and just good writing, because it really is good writing. Does and does J.K. I, Rowling's like, like usual style um, come out a lot in these, or does it does it have a completely different style? So it's been a while since I've read Harry Potter, but how would you describe her usual style? I don't know. I and I I think it kind of changes and evolves like as the series goes on, but she mm-hmm. definitely like ends her chapters with like a big cliffhanger to make you want to go on to the next, mm-hmm. you know. Things like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, she definitely does that. Yeah. So there's 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 definitely that and the writing um she likes to it basically sticks in the third person limited most of the time where you're focused on one character, mm-hmm. but she likes to jump out and then like dive into the thoughts of a new character Yeah, now and then, um, which is, so it's kind of like third person omniscient, but just every once in a while, which is kind of cool. Um, I like it a lot. Um, so yeah, read that series. It's the Cormoran strike 
series. And I just got the audiobook through the Overdrive app, like the library app of Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman. Hmm. Ooh, so I'm just that. I'm about to start it. So I'm I haven't even started it, but I just thought I'd mention it because it's I'm super excited. I've been on the wait list for the audiobook on for the for the library for months <laughs> since it came out basically. So that that will be my uh, that's what I will be listening to tomorrow while I sweat profusely and sand our deck down to get ready to uh, to stain it. Post pictures. What? Post pictures. I want to see you just okay. like sweating profusely with like sawdust stuck all over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just, I love Neil Gaiman. This is so worth it. Yeah. You, should, you should post a picture with just sawdust all over you and just say that you had like a particularly intense pencil sharpening session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just sharpened 6,000 pencils. This is what happens. <laughs> For all of your school district. Yeah. What a service. Exactly. Yeah. I just sharpened every pencil I will need for the rest of my life. <laughs> so um, I probably could do that, too. That's the sad thing. If I, if I, wonder, I wonder if I sharpened every pencil that I had right now, if I would ever have to sharpen another pencil for the rest of my life. <laughs> Oh man, I wouldn't. That's terrible. Yeah, I lots don't of minor Wopex, so you know. <laughs> right. So <laughs> you'll never be right with them anyway. So they'll just stay sharp forever. Yeah. You know, I was gonna <laughs> come help you with your deck. <laughs> you can. I just... was gonna drive thirteen hours to help you with your deck, but you know, f you. <laughs> Um, Never mind. Yeah. I mean, I I really like standing decks, and I'm really good at it. But you know, <laughs> it's, it's a gift. It's my spiritual gift. Is standing up yours blossom. <laughs> <laughs> what color is your parachute? Mine is the color of a nicely stained deck. <laughs> Not if you get the reference, but uh, I think we're witnessing the end of the Erasable Podcast, guys. <laughs> no. So North Norse mythology. That's yeah. That's where we started. So I'm I'm gonna start listening to that tomorrow. And Jane and I were looking for a new show to fill the West Wing gap in our life, like the the West Wing shaped hole in our life, because <laughs> we've watched that four times and we just needed something else and needed to watch a show about government that didn't make us want to be affiliated with a different government. And so we <laughs> started watching Madam Secretary. Which is either you watch this? I haven't. I I've nope. seen previews, okay. but yeah, I think it's worth it. It's it's like a it's it does have a kind of a West Wing feel. Um, a lot of I, the kind of idealism and sticking to like, which whether this is realistic or not, just doing the right thing and seeing people who are in power like coming up with creative solutions to things, but they're also pretty flawed characters. So it's similar to West Wing in that sense, but. It's a little more networky. Hmm. If that makes sense, you know. It's a, a little more kind of overly dramatic. There's a couple sort of like romantic lines there. Anyways, yeah. it doesn't matter. I, we're, we're really enjoying it. We're actually like really hooked. We're about at the end of the first season, so I would I would recommend that to everybody. It's uh, <laughs> the head speechwriter for the Secretary of State because the the show follows the Secretary of State um, in a I guess a democratic presidency. Uh-huh. It never actually says, but but the, the head speechwriter is the guy from Super Troopers. 
Uh huh. Have you seen Super Troopers? It's been a long time, but yeah. Okay, but you remember the guy who licks the glass and says the snozberries taste like snozberries <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. when they when he, they make him eat all the mushrooms when they're getting pulled over by the police or whatever, and he's like in the back of the squad car flipping out because he ate all these mushrooms. So that guy <laughs> is the head speechwriter. So I can't really take him seriously when he's on the screen because I just I just imagine him, uh, yeah, quoting Willy Wonka in the back of a squad car <laughs> but uh yeah it's a good show and i am uh writing with which this is maybe literally the only pencil i've written with since we've talked last is the blackwing 73 um mm. i think it's probably the only pencil i've used since since they showed up and since yeah, andy you sent me two and i i had to order a whole nother dozen because i just uh, i just love them so i'm using that and i'm writing in a walden book as andy has yes <laughs> has de- has deemed them yeah, the the Walden books. So I worked uh, there in <clears throat> college at Walden and, books. Um, yeah, on my interview, I asked the manager, like, "Is this store named after the book?" And she's like, "I don't know. Let's look it up." And we looked it up in the employee handbook, and it was. That's awesome. There was even a picture of the cabin. Hmm. Nice. Do they encourage that you to be just cool. like super grumpy and like judge like stupid people who come in? No, we had to sell those damn frequent buyer cards. <laughs> but this was back when people would show up at the mall and like look for a book and we didn't have it they would order it and come back in two weeks when we got it and pay us full <sighs> price for it instead of ordering it online because yeah. I was in college a long time ago the golden age I loved Walden books yeah me too I, I still have Gosh, my name tag it. somewhere <laughs> I used to love that's where my parents would just like leave me there they like where they were shopping at the mall <laughs> and I would just sit like and just flip through stuff for hours <laughs> When I worked there, it was owned by Borders, so we had a 33% employee discount. Oh, nice. So, like, the the last couple months I worked there, I spent my entire paycheck (laughs) every time. It was great. I love Walden Books, but as soon as Fort Wayne got a Borders, um, I just, like, dumped Walden Books so fast because Borders had a cafe, and you could just, like, sit Mm -hmm. around and, yeah, change my life. We had a a Borders, a Barnes & Noble, a Brentano's, an independent bookstore, and a Walden Books, and, like, a... Five block radius, and now they're all gone. The oh. BNN just closed like last month. Mm. Sad face. But that's the suburbs. That's what happens. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. But all right. Well, on that uh, uplifting note, let's move <laughs> on to <laughs> fresh points. And Andy, why don't you get us started? Sure. Um, well, my first fresh point, if if nobody minds, I'm going to do a shameless plug. Um, we uh, so me and Will Fangi, who is a friend of the show, uh, decided to bring Dot Grid back. We uh, we stopped for a while just for you know we got busy and we got other stuff to do. But uh, Will decided that he would go and start uh, Facebook posting from the Dot Grid account, saying that we're thinking of making another episode, <laughs> like another episode. And that was news to me; I had no idea. So <laughs> I held his feet to the fire and said, "Okay, if we're going to do this, we need to actually do it." We nailed down a date. We changed the logo. We just, uh, you know, kind of committed to at least a monthly monthly program. So, uh, yeah, we're back. Uh, .grid.xyz. Uh, episode 16 is up, which is just sort of catching people up and talking about, like, what apps and what uh, analog items we've been using lately. So uh, go check it out. Um, speaking of podcasts... Um, our friends at Baron Fig have another launch, uh, as they do, I feel like every week, <laughs> but this time, <laughs> this time it is not a, a physical product. It is a podcast. 
uh, itself. It is called. So <laughs> this is where I'm confused. So it, uh, if you go to Baron Fig's website, um, there's a little menu item called Eureka. You click Eureka. It brings up a splash page. It says Eureka. It says Radio for Thinkers. And then uh, below, uh, it says it's Thinker Talk Episode Zero, Introducing Eureka. <laughs> so I don't know if it's called Thinker Talk or if it's called Eureka. Thinker Talk would be cute. <laughs> yeah. And I do like... I think it's Eureka. Yeah, Eureka does sound like a Baron Fig thing that they named. Like, you know, they it's always kind of one word, product names that are named after some... Well, usually like a noble title, which Eureka is not. But um, I I like Eureka a lot. I think it's a good name. Um, they have episode zero up. I think next week is coming episode one. So um, stay tuned. Do we know someone who's in episode one? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do, do you? Well, I heard a rumor that there's going to be someone on there whom I know. Well. And like very much. I... I probably know this person too, but I have a feeling uh, that this person has been sworn to secrecy. So uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Hmm. <laughs> you got me. It was me. Okay. So Eureka is up. Um, episode zero. Just go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also in I'm trying to think of like a good segue here, but I cannot... I could not think of it. Um, anyhow, uh, we are now taking pre-orders from for Plumbago issue two. Uh, it is yay! yay. It's going to be really great. We have lots of lots of good content in there. Thirty six pages of stuff. Uh, we're going to do a really fancy um, cover this time. We're not doing any inside color pages, um, so we can sacrifice make make some room in the budget for just a really great cover. So, um, yeah, go over to erasable.us slash plumbago. Place your pre-order. If you pre-order, it helps uh, give us the funding to upfront make a print run, uh, have some money for a print run, and better sort of estimate the number of issues we want to print. We should have plenty to sell uh, copies afterwards, but uh, I'm running into all sorts of interesting uh, conundrums. Like I really want to corner around the edges of it, and how do I do that? So I think I'm actually going to just buy a corner rounder. Because it would cost three times as much to have, like, you know, a, a print shop do it. So, I guess I'll just have mm-hmm. a corner rounder. <laughs> so it's going to be really good. Yeah. Um, you make your own notebooks. Too. Yeah. If you if you missed out on on uh, issue one, um, there will be a download code on the back that you can go to to download a uh, copy of issue one. So uh, that's it, awesome. Yeah. Two two zines in one. So that is. So I feel bio. like we should. We should pause and point out that Andy's been busting his butt on this for like months. You know, it's 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 fun. It reminds me a lot in in college. Um, I was the editor of the student newspaper for a couple semesters, and I would basically just sort of like get swallowed up by InDesign, the layout app that I would use to do it. And it's kind of like how people talk about playing video games and like blinking, and suddenly it's eight hours later. I feel like I'm like <laughs> that, but with uh, with page layout apps <laughs> so i've been just like laying out and tweaking and laying out and tweaking and i it's it's fun it's like i mean it is a lot of work but i think it's kind of like meditative it's very relaxing and like very satisfying as people nowadays as the kids say um i love just like taking a bunch of text and a bunch of pictures and making like a little layout out of it so i enjoy that work 
it's fun. So I hope I hope you all enjoy reading it because uh, we're gonna have a crap load of copies. Um, and the last thing I wanted to mention is um, <laughs> I, I I had a I think did we talk about my green pen conundrum on this show? Yeah, with the uh, mm-hmm. the Uniball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have. Um, so. You know, Mike Hagan and I and a couple other people in the group and you guys have just been talking back and forth about this for a long time. So I finally was like, you know what? I'm just going to do a hashtag AskTPA, Ask the Pen Addict. Uh, You know, Brad and Mike do this segment on their show where people tweet them questions and hashtag it AskTPA. And so they do a little question and answer thing. So I had a pretty involved question. So I basically just wrote it in a note on my phone and took a screen cap and tweeted it at them. So... um, Basically, what I said was, hey, guys, a question, a question, a pen question for you. I know, right? Maybe 10 years ago, I was obsessed with the Uniball Vision Rollerball in Evergreen. It was a deep, vibrant green and was included in a box dozens with blue, black, and red pens of the same model. Since then, I can't find Evergreen, but just regular green. It's crap compared to Evergreen. It's thinner and bluer. Amazon claims to sell Evergreen, but when my friend, when my friend and yours, Mike Hagen, bought a box, it was just regular green. Do you know the story on this? Any idea where I can buy Evergreen Uniball Visions nowadays? I'll take my question off the air. So uh, I asked him that, and on the uh, last episode, which by the time this episode releases, it will be his second to last episode, number 265, he he responded. He didn't have a good answer for what happened to that green ink, um, just because Uniball is not known for being like super transparent and upfront about that. But essentially, we think it's no longer made. Um you know, Mike Hagen bought a box dozen of evergreen Uniball Visions, and it was just regular green, even though it said evergreen on the the listing. Um, but what he suggests, and I have not yet purchased, I need to, is a Zebra Sarasa green pen. It's a gel ink pen, but it is supposed to be sort of that same deep, deep green. Um, and I also want to get a hold of one of those green ink joy pens, because... I know that you'll be shocked, but I have never used an inkjoy pen. Yeah. Jet really? pens, gel pens are where it's at. Yeah, uh, jet yeah. pens is sold out of, nice. of them. I can buy like I don't even think I can buy the like big sets. Jet, jet pens has none of them. So, can so I get them? do you have an Office Depot near you? Uh, I think there's an Office Depot around. I'll go check there. They have um, open stock. Oh, good. Okay. Of, um, I think all the colors, mm-hmm. but brown, orange, and yellow. Okay. Not that I was there this morning looking at him. <laughs> I'll go check those out. Yeah, and and there's two different greens. Yeah, there's let me a, know if you don't go. There's a Viridian green and there's a regular green. Do yeah, you know? let me know if you don't if you don't go soon. I'm sure I'll go soon. Okay, I'll pick them up. Good to know. Cool. Yeah, we. I have one like it's like beer bottle. Seriously, green. two two minutes from my house, so I can pick some up for you as well. We have this weird combined Office Max Office Depot situation. And at this point, they're I like, like that idea. virtually we identical stores. Yeah, but it's exactly the same thing, only some of them are called Office Depot and some are called Office Max. Yeah. Cool. I like so, the idea of a Max better. Yeah. <laughs> Office Max. That is... Uh, Max, people. <laughs> those, are my, um, those are my fresh points. How about you, Johnny? Well, um, yesterday in the mail, I received a really lovely package from one of our listeners, Judy, who, um, she had a question about Roald Dahl and what yellow pencils he used, I think a couple weeks ago on Instagram. So I mentioned that he used Ticonderogas. 
So she found a picture of Roald Dahl. It's like a close-up with his hand up. And um, he's holding a medium, like old Ticonderoga. So she found those exact models. And he always used six. So she sent me six of them and the picture in the mail, which was like super awesome package. And I was having a really crappy day. So it was extra double awesome. So thanks, Judy. And if you like Roald Dahl, I have to figure out where the picture is. We can post it online. But it's definitely worth looking at. Um, and unless you live under a rock, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know that Write Notepads and Company put out a Thoreau dedicated edition last week called The Walden that sold out like an hour and a half of all 500 of their copies. Did you guys get yours already? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got a few. I mean, I'm bragging because I got mine in person because I'm awesome. <laughs> As you but, do. um, yeah, if nobody saw them, they're like a really beautiful, um, like a gray craft. And on the back, they say 200th birthday edition with Thoreau's signature and a really nice, just a copper stamp. And on the front is the picture that Thoreau's sister drew of his cabin and just the word Walden. And they're blank because, um, Thoreau bemoaned that he couldn't find books that weren't lined for ledgers and you know right notepads lines are ledgers so they did blank which is pretty good yeah awesome. they were plus I, he didn't have die grids back then <laughs> yeah yeah they were on sale perfect. for a whole what 35 minutes yeah yeah chris was sure they'd sell and they sold all 500 packs really quickly super almost quick. 500 packs yeah it was like insanely fast yeah 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 i don't know if this is a testament to Thoreau or to write notepads growing to where notebook nuts want to have them all. But um, yeah, they're uh, so I talked to Chris today on the phone and they're definitely gone. So if you're thinking about shaking them down for some, they're all gone. I think they don't even have any, which kind of makes wow. me want to give them one of my packs, but I'm not going to. <laughs> should uh, my son is named Thoreau, so yeah. Yeah, you should definitely um, just bribe heavily some members of the group because um yeah that's that's where they all exist right now yeah um and also from right notepads this was like a soft release they didn't say anything about it um in social media but they have a new pencil out that is black glossy with white trim and available by the dozen on their website i just ordered a set and their shipping went down because apparently they started weighing stuff more accurately so these are only five bucks to ship they're eleven ninety nine for the pencils. They're really pretty. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm stoked. So, um, yeah, I saw some in person. They're really glossy and really sharp hex for Musgrave. They're very pretty. Um, the only other back or back to school fresh point that I have is that the back to school stuff is rolling out, and this is a very exciting time. I feel like we should offer back to school section updates until you know, Labor Day or something. <laughs> like, who's got what cool stuff? Yeah. So if you guys come across anything super awesome in your, you know, reconnaissance missions. Well, I don't know about you. My target is uh, devoid of back-to-school stuff right now. I don't know if school starts later in California or what, but it, I have none of the cool things. Yeah. Our, yeah. Yeah, ours is the same. Ours is super boring. There's nothing. I mean, it's the oh, same man. stuff they've had in previous years. The two that I go to are stocked. They have, like, so much cool stuff from UB or you buy, how we pronounce that. They have like a banana theme going on this year. They have banana pencils and sharpeners and erasers. And um But do they have hammocks? No. But they do have backpacks <laughs> this year, which is interesting. Okay. 
Yeah. They didn't do that before. Um, and I don't know. they even make pens besides those gel pens? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, they have a whole new line of um, nice composition books. Um, I got my kids some sharpeners. They came in a two-pack. One is an ice cream cone. One is a cupcake. And I think they double as erasers. And what else did we see that was really cool? There were some like ice cream cone pens, some 10-color pens, a lot of neat stuff. I really want these pouches they have in the dollar bins of some that looks like loose-leaf paper. Yeah, there's another one with like alphabet that's pretty cool looking. Yeah, I'm hoping um, I'm going back back to Indiana um, next week, and I'm going to try hitting up a Target there to see if they have them. They have a liner in them too. They're actually really nice little pencil Ooh. cases. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, I was hoping that the USA Gold fat pencils that are out would show up in stores, but I haven't seen them near me. Which is a shame. I actually haven't seen a lot of fat pencils at all. I was sort of hoping they would take over um, from Ticonderoga. Like, oh, instead of, uh, you know, no longer American-made pencil made of this mysterious wood, here's an American cedar pencil. And they usually undercut Ticonderoga on prices, but not in Baltimore. <laughs> so I've, I've heard that other Walmarts in other parts of the country have them in two packs. One of our listeners was kind enough to send me one, and they're really, really nice. They're made by Moon. They're sort of like the Trirex, but the short sides aren't straight. They're round. So it's really a triangular pencil instead of just an oddly shaped six-sided pencil. And the finishes are nice. The eraser's nice. The core is nice. They smell good. How much do they cost? Uh, That I don't know. $75. (laughs) (laughs) USA Gold Stuff's usually not very expensive. Yeah, that's true. They've all got big boxes of them for like six bucks. That would last a normal kid the entire year. Hmm. My kids. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I've got, Mr. Tim. How about you? Well, the first thing I was going to bring up was the new limited edition confidant from Baron Fig. Ooh. With the raspberry honey, which Damn, those I think we didn't. Oh, it's yeah, so weird. Sure. And like an didn't, Yeah. Sorry. Didn't do did we uh did we hint at it last time or did we talk about it? I can't remember. I don't no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. So it is yeah, it was I think it was like a couple days later, maybe, but um so they came out with their new limited edition confidant. It is a I guess you would describe it as a it's like an or red orange or something cover. Yeah. Does that sound right? They've called this it both maroon maroon and like honey or not honey, uh berry something or other. Yeah, it's, I definitely wouldn't say maroon because it's 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 brighter yeah. than that, especially when you get it in person. But um it's beautiful, a beautiful red color. Like love that color. I'm not, if I, for the for the uh the sad dark moments in my, my life where I'm using a fountain pen and I can't help it, I would love to have that color as an ink. Oh uh, yeah. But uh it's a beautiful notebook. It comes with a uh, dot grid inside, and the cover is embossed with, you know, maybe seventy-five bees, like little bees. Mike Hagen counted them. Did he? What yeah. is it? I don't remember the number, but he. <laughs> okay, so I'm wondering how close I got. I was trying to like okay, look this up. One of yeah, my yeah, tell me. One of my very favorite things is that on their uh, their product page for it, one of the feature callouts that they do, it's like lays opens flat, uh, dot grid pages, debossed bees. 
yeah, yeah. Debossed, debossed bees, bees. is, is one of the features. New band name called it yeah. Debossed bees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, seventy-eight bees. Oh no, there are 90, 95 bees on the front. <laughs> How many? Ninety-five on the front, but there are seventy-eight in the story. Okay, I did pretty good. Yeah. So, have either of you read the story yet? Yeah. No, I have not. I haven't yet. I'm. I'm planning to tomorrow. Ooh, what is Andy? What did you think about it? <sighs> it's. It's really like. I don't know. It, it, it's really weird. I think. Mm-hmm. But in a like short, delightful short, short way. stories usually are. Yeah. yeah. It. It kind of. It's. It's definitely like a story that's written by a designer, and I. I don't quite know how to like articulate that with not sounding like snobby because it's awesome. I love it a lot. I work with a lot of designers yeah. and it's whenever Jeff Gavea, is yeah, that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever, whenever they write, it's always really creative and interesting and like, like captured well, but it's just like worded very strangely. And this kind of like, is that same way, like, like raspberry honey, the way that uh, they spell it in the story is one word for mm-hmm. like no particular reason. Uh, it, uh, yeah, I'm not trying to be like, a like an English like prescriptivist here, <laughs> Theater, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's it's a very creative story. Um, the journal has like a fun little tie-in into the story. Um, it's I won't give anything away, but it's about like a um, a guy who works at like a honey factory, and he's fired for having um, having too creative an ideas. He wants to have like flavored honey instead of honey flavored honey. So this is his journey <laughs> to get to get to spoiler alert raspberry honey. Um, and the notebook plays a little bit of a part in the story. So I'm, it, it's, it's way different than their other themes in just like a really strange quirky way, but like in a delightfully quirky way. Like I, I'm a big fan. I, I, I do wish that the bee, the debossed bees, maybe there was just like one of them and maybe it was debossed in gold or something like that, like centered really nicely, but that would sort of be the typical Baron fig way. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of just like a big chaotic like swarm of bees on the front of this notebook, and uh, I think it fits the theme a lot more because yeah, that that designer is very like you know his illustration style is just not like neat and structured like that. It's very quirky and very like whimsical. Yeah, we talked about that like right when they came out. It was just that idea of of simplifying it would be yeah would be better. And I and I said that I was like I think like maybe like one larger bee in the middle would have been cool but then the further i've gotten from it and the more i've looked at the notebook itself the more i disagree with myself yeah <laughs> no that, yeah you're right in that statement i think it's i think it's great i think it looks fantastic and that red color is is so good and the you you talked about the story and i haven't read it but i'm planning on reading it uh, and regardless i just think it that is such a cool thing to do yeah you know it's such a cool idea it takes me back to the a drive into the gap that field field notes mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. the novella that they put out with um day game edition which i loved that little book um i really loved it and i, th- I think that's just a cool idea and and um yeah, and it's it's also just amazing that it w- it was able to be the designer. They didn't have to like force it to be the designer and this writer who also had to come in. The, yeah. the, the designer was comfortable to do that, and I'm I'm really excited to read it. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna... and 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 like you said, that color is like when I think about like the color of mm-hmm. raspberry. Like if somebody took raspberry juice and mixed it to honey, like this that mm-hmm. color is exactly the way I would think it was. Yeah, 
It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a it's like a red mixed with a coppery color yeah. or something. I don't. It's 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 hard to describe, but it's a beautiful color, and I can't wait to use it. Um, yeah. Really can't wait. I'm the confidant I'm in the middle of right now is the workplay number two, um, and so when I get done with that, this is definitely going to be my next uh, next one in the rotation. Do you write on both sides of your workplay too, or do you? Mm-hmm. Do you just yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah? It's it's really turned into I just I think I at first was hesitant about it. I think I mean I remember saying that I liked it a lot, but just that I've always been kind of a curmudgeon about dot grid in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think think I've uh, gotten past that. <laughs> I yeah, can, I can just use it and kind of disregard it in a way where I can just write wherever I want, and I it doesn't bug me as much as it used to for some reason. Uh, certain ones that have darker dots do sort of bug me, but most don't these days. And so I, I can't wait to use the, use the raspberry honey. Yeah. And as we, we, we talk about the raspberry honey, I have to talk about one of my favorite hack wings of all time that I saw in our Facebook group by Jacqueline in our Facebook group. Um, this was, and this is like opened up a whole new world of hack wings, you know, in honor of the new Plumbago magazine. But she created a a hack wing that was meant to match a notebook, you know, like creating a hack wing in order to pair it with something else. And so she made a, uh, which I think it ended up being called something like the honey wing or something like that. But the the, the raspberry honey edition, which was a black wing 344 with a 602 ferrule and a brown eraser from a 211. Yeah. All mixed together and then placed, and she she set it on top of the Raspberry Honey notebook, and it looks perfect. Oh, gosh, I love it. I just, when I saw that, it like made me so happy. I was like, it was, they were meant to be together. It's one of those things where uh, all the different shades of, of that reddish, maroonish color, like all mixed together in just a really cool way, and the brown... Um, Way to go, Jacqueline. That was awesome. <laughs> so I just had to had to point that out. And I'll 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 try to put a a link to that in the show notes so yeah. uh, so people can see that. So so much creativity um, um in our group. Like I just can never emphasize oh, gosh, that enough. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. People are awesome. Um and uh yeah, so uh, next I was uh, I think it's been a while since I since I was on this this hunt, but I was trying to find a good blue red pencil, like a double sided pencil, and I knew Harry Marks was was looking for that too, and we had talked to him about that, and um, I was led to something by Father Kyle in our group. Uh, he he had pointed me to the postal by Venus, and if you, did you ever see these? Did, I don't know if you, I I can't remember if I tagged you when these we when these came up. I don't know. But I don't think so. A while back, I was talking about uh, trying to find a good editing pencil, and I was looking for a double sided red and blue pencil. I know. I think we talked to Harry Marks about this as well. Uh, but I was led by Father Kyle and our group to a pencil called the Postal by Venus. Hmm. Uh, it's the model one hundred and four. Have either of you seen this pencil before? I'm not sure. Just I don't now. think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you're going to be getting some in the mail soon, so I'm going to share. But uh, it is. It oh, holds a really good point on both the blue and the red side. Hmm. It's a really killer pencil, and I wouldn't have found it without him recommending it because I had I'd been spoiled by the 
Karen Dash, uh, Karen Dash blue red pencil. It's really nice, but it's like five, you know, like five dollars a piece, you know. And I, I really like those, but I just couldn't justify getting a bunch of them. But these on eBay, you're able to find. I mean, for ten bucks, you can get twenty four of them or something like that. It's a really good deal. So uh, again, it's called the Postal by Venus, and I'm going to get on uh, eBay and order another 24 before everybody hears it and then goes on and orders them out from under me. <laughs> I'll wait to release the I love episode that until you've placed an order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're fantastic. So if you're looking for a good red-blue editing pencil, if you're a writer or your uh, editor or work in design or something and, and would like that, this is about the best option I've I've found. Uh, better than the generals options that are out there. And then the Karen Dosh is, I think, better, but it's just so much more expensive that it's not sustainable. So check out the Postal made by Venus. And lastly, this will be very quick. Um, I love the Blackwing 73. Um, I can't say, I can't state that enough. Like, I've really had a good time. I've been using it constantly. Uh, I got, I ordered a whole nother dozen after that last episode, and I've been using it all the time. And uh, it's been really fun. It's just like, I think it might, be right up at you know I think we talked about this last time this last time too but up at number one or number two in my my favorite limited editions by uh, by Blackwing so just another big props to them I think they really nailed it seems like this one's got pretty universal uh, acclaim yeah yeah especially they... after the last one was kind of a stinker mm-hmm. no offense <laughs> yeah I yeah I totally agree and I think they just nailed it it's so it's so great with the texture on the you know on the barrel and then uh, to go back to the mmx core it was a hit so it's been it's been really fun so I'm, I'm really enjoying that so i just wanted to give them another shout out are you mostly writing with this or do you think you um and do you feel like you're sharpening more or are you using it for other things I all I do is write I don't really draw yeah. and uh or anything like that so I'm I'm only writing and I it's fun. it's it's so smooth that I don't sharpen that much because I I actually kind of don't mind when it gets dull and I'm like writing a big line but you know when I'm using a fountain pen or something like that I tend to use a bold line anyways and I I like that so um I like to sharpen it in a uh, my bullet sharpener or in a classroom friendly and then just write it down to the end you know, yeah. you know write it down for a while yeah so I've 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 been digging that which I know isn't everybody's everybody's thing to do but that's that's what's been working for me so i haven't been sharpening a lot kind of on purpose i just haven't been worrying about it yeah so i've had one stuffed into my hat over my ear for the last two weeks so (laughs) (laughs) it's awesome do you have one of those fancy hats with the pencil holder (laughs) no (laughs) is that from the duluth trading company i mean that hat yeah i didn't even know that existed yeah I, I did knew, not even know this existed, but I'm gonna put yeah, the, this on my birthday list for later in the summer. The Duluth Trading that. Company, and, and we should get it. You should get it in like olive, and then put the field notes patch on it. Oh snap! Does it come with pencils? That's what we wanted. It. Yes, with pencil sleeve. Duluth, <laughs> son of a fire hose. I was just cap. complaining the other day. I keep getting sunburns on my nose. I've got a big nose. This could this could help. <laughs> this could change everything. <laughs> What's unfortunate about it is Crap. is the Duluth logo is also on it, but it's the middle is is open. You can put your you can put your own patch on there. Well, what do you guys say we jump into our top lists? Yeah, 
and roll Show through these. Give, give, give some updates. Uh, we're going to talk about pencils. We're going to talk about paper slash notebooks and then the kind of miscellaneous category of sharpeners and erasers and, and things like that. So let's let's start with the pencils. Let's give the update. Uh, tell us what's changed from your list uh, as it appears on the on the website before we before we update it. And then give us Ooh. a little uh, justification. So, Andy, why don't you give us? Uh, why don't you get us started? Yeah. Um, so my top five pencils. Um, the way it, the list really hasn't changed since I started making it, but I think I'm going to change it up a little bit this time. Um, I, I really try to weigh, as as do you know all of us, try to weigh like you know what have I been using a lot lately because it's like new and timely and relevant and. What do I use a lot that I just fall back to because it's like a like a solid performer? Um, and I I used to skew very much toward you know what do I just usually fall back on? What's the most? What's the old reliables? And number one, I had my my precious golden bear, uh, the blue one, of course. So um, you know, just because it's the best best pencil quality for the price, in my opinion. Uh, $3 a dozen or actually less than that. And just like way, way better than a, a Ticonderoga. Um, having my Blackwing 602 on there just because it's, you know, one of the best quality pencils just on the market, very solid performer. Um, it's, that is, that is a hard one to usurp. I had a Mitsubishi Hayuni 2B, which is very, very good quality, uh, gorgeous lacquer. It's beautiful looking. Um, I had a Musgrave test scoring 100 because screw you guys. <laughs> it's, it's my Wolpex. Um, <laughs> it's my, Hey, 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 <laughs> don't say that about a Wolpex. It's my, my contra- <laughs> contrarian pencil because it's super weird. Um, although you know what, like the sharpness of the hexes now, nowadays, you know, so many of the right notepads pencils have that same sharp hex. So maybe everybody's just building up their calluses and they'll be able to use a test scoring 100 soon. <laughs> So that's Why? on there. Hey, <laughs> Andy, have you to go back to the to go back to the Golden Bears? Have you ordered any of the new ones with the soft edges? Um, I I have not lately. Um, I have I have some of the soft Probably edges. A huge stash. Yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah, I, I I do have a huge stash. Um, <laughs> yeah, as we talked about that a few episodes back, uh, somebody wrote into the show just like asking about the difference there, and we confirmed it with. Um, with Palomino, so they have changed the the hexes on it. So uh, making the hexes softer is like only improves the writing experience with that, I think. Um, and still like very much like that blue with the red stripe and the orange erasers to me still the best the best one. I love that color of blue. Um, it's kind of the same color of blue as um, like the. Base. No, I guess the base of the Tahoe pencil is a little darker than that. Forgot I said anything. Um, and also had this Statler, uh, the Norris School pencil on here, just because it is like a really good performer. I think it looks great. Uh, if I talk to my European friends, you know, it's kind of no big deal. They're just like that pencil is everywhere. Like it's no big deal. Whereas mm-hmm. here in America, that's like pretty unusual to see just because there's so many different colors and it's kind of like randomly placed. And with the crappy like baby poop colored Office Depot, Depot pencils that you can get here, like <laughs> that school pencils, <laughs> a work of art. <laughs> so that was my previous list. Um, and I think that my top two are still going to stay at the top. 
Um, uh, I'll admit I haven't used a Golden Bear for a while just because I've been trying out so many pencils, but there's always one in my pencil case. There's always one in my, my cup at work. Um, I still really like it. It's, it's what I still point to people when I tell them that, you know, this is, you can get into pencils and it's still a cheap hobby. Um, I still do regularly use a Palomino Blackwing 602. Um, I have one, I can't remember what I called it, like a hashtag vintage wing, hashtag old wing. I basically took the mm-hmm. 530 ferrule and I stuck it on top of a, a 602 to make it look like the old style 602s from like mm-hmm. the 30s and 40s, the ones that are expensive and beautiful. I've been using one of those too. Yeah, I love that. Love that pencil. Um, so yeah, that is still number one, number two on my list. Um, I kind of have to put number three as a, uh, as I call it, the Natty Pop. Uh, the Nataraj pop pencil, which, okay, I'll admit is now branded as Epsara pencils, but, uh, Natty pop sounds like some sort of like a weird cheap beer. So I call it that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been using those a lot more just because I have refreshed my selection since, um, uh, the curio sent me that gigantic box of Indian pencils. So do love the Natty pop. Um, it's a solid performer, but it's also, it's really just aesthetic reasons. I just love those colors. I love the the feeling. I think they're made pretty well compared to a lot of, uh, a lot of pencils at that price. It cost $1.50 for 10 of them. That's, you can't beat that. Um, hmm. This is maybe just a temporary edition. Um, I've been editing a lot, uh, mostly copy editing like, Plumbago stuff and copy editing some stuff at work. Um, but I've been using my CW pencils editor pencil a lot. I think I like how, you know, instead of a blue end, it has a graphite end and then it has that red end. Um, yeah, I'm big fan of that pencil. I look forward to using, um, one of the, the postal pencils just to kind of like gauge the differences because I don't think I've used, I think I've only ever used one other of those kind of like double ended pencils. Um, and for the life of me, I'm drawing a blank. I can't remember which one that is. It's the other one that they sell. Um, do you guys remember? I don't. Yeah. Oh, it's that it's one. the Musgrave one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Musgrave one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that the editor pencil from CW Pencils is great. like that one a lot. And <laughs> I have in the notes a big selection of question marks for my, my fifth position ones here. And I honestly don't know what that is, um, except to say that I, if I were to just pick one to put there, I think it's going to be um, the Tombow uh, recycled pencil uh, in B. I have just like a naked wood uh, Tombow that uh, Katie really likes. I think I think Katie really is a big fan of the, the naked wood pencils, um, and she loves this one. Just has it sitting around, so. Um, it is the, uh, the Tombow, um, you know, they stopped saying the Curato, no, not Curato. I used to have a different name. It's now it's just called the Tombow. It says recycled pencil on the side. Uh, you can buy them both in just like an, a naked end or with an eraser on the end of it. I prefer it with the eraser on the end of it. It has a really nice, uh, ferrule and a black eraser on it. So, um, I'll put a link to that in show notes. So I've been using that one a lot just because sometimes you just want a naked wood pencil and that's my favorite of them. Um, I think I like it better a little bit than even the, the Cedar point. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of see the, um, 
because it's a recycled pencil, you can you can see the uh, the ridges on there for when they fit the ends together, kind of glued them on, and I think that looks really cool. Yeah. So those are my those are my top five right right now. Um, Golden Bear, uh, the six hundred two, Natty Pop, the editor, and a Tombow recycled pencil. Johnny, how about yours? So the, one, <clears throat> the ones on the website are two back because I was supposed to update them when we talked about them in November and I never got around to it. So I can't remember what I talked about last time, but I know there's always something with the Blackwing MMX core uh, on my list. So this time it's the Blackwing 73, obviously. And um, also on there, there's always something with a um, 602 core. So the Blackwing 344 is always saw on there. Um, because I noticed that it's getting short and dull and I must be using it a lot. Um, when I was traveling a few weeks ago, I found myself using this Faber-Castell Grip Sparkle Pencil. Have you guys seen these? I think they have them at CW now. I think so. It's the, the Grip 2001s, but a different colors with like diamonds in them. Yeah. Instead of being raised, they're mm-hmm. stamped into the pencil so that they're a lot smoother, but also it sort of defeats the purpose of being grippy because it's not but um they're really pretty there's a really nice blue one so um when i was traveling i was using a moleskin voyager and moleskins are very friendly to um a harder pencil and faber castell hard pencils are still nice and smooth and they had a brown one that was like a perfect match so i put that on my list because i used it a lot recently and if you're looking for I mean, it's like a German B, so it's like a regular F, maybe. But it's really mm-hmm. smooth for how hard it is. Um, and like I say, CW has them in, I think, a few different colors. They're not too expensive. Um, and also, there's a pencil that I've only seen at CW called the General Scribe. It's green and round and looks like a vintage pencil, but it's not. Have you guys used one of those before? No, I haven't. I think I have one, but I haven't so, used it. Yeah, they're sort of hard and scratchy, but I really like them. They're really nice cedar. It's a nice round. Like, they're a little fatter, like the General's Goddess. In fact, it might be the same core. I should look at that. But anyway, it's it's beautiful. It's a really nice green. Made me think of Mr. Hagen. The end is naked, so you can do whatever you want with it. They're super nice. And I'm rounding out my top five with the Statler Wopex because typewriter bell you. <laughs> it wasn't i don't think it was on there last time but you know it's a good pencil it writes on like the crappiest toothiest piece of junk paper that you've ever seen which is probably what it's designed for and you know i know everybody hates on it but of all extruded pencils it's the only one that you can actually write with that has an eraser that works it doesn't bend and you can just go to staples and buy some it's the only pencil that you can sharpen with a lighter. No. <laughs> I'm going to try that. No. So I have no, to It doesn't no, smear. I, it's really good. I can't remember if I've asked this before, but you said the only extruded pencil that. Are there other extruded pencils? Yeah, those um, big extra funds and the big Ecolutions are, are oh, extruded. Okay. The extra funds, yeah. Yeah, I've seen those. They're just more and wood than plastic. The same, same method. Yeah, my kids like those extra funds, but, you know, they're pretty to look at, but they're frustrating. They bend. <laughs> but the Wopex will not bend. The son of a bitch could rob a store. <laughs> Sorry. 
I mod at one of mine. I put a little <laughs> perpendicular stub on it, so it looks like a nightstick, and I keep hippies in line with mine. That <laughs> move along, move along, long hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those are like I'm surprised by what they are. I've been like sort of not very loyal to pencils lately. I got a really cool pencil box that's made of metal for Father's Day, so it's just kind of sitting on the dining room, and I walk by and grab one. So my top five will change like Friday, but mm-hmm. that's what it is right now. How about you, Tim? I can guess what your first one is, Tim. <laughs> what is it? Foil wrapped. Well, wrong. <laughs> Hello Kitty pencil. Yeah. Well, except that I have it sitting right here in front of me in the show notes. I still would have guessed yeah. it, I think, which, of course, is the Palomino HP. Yeah. Yeah. Number one. Yeah, for sure. That's, I don't know what could knock that out of my, my number one spot. I just, I use it more than anything else, and I have I do. And I love them. Will Pex. If, no, if Blackwing made a natural pencil with a silver ferrule and a pink eraser and the extra firm core. That would make the Palomino <laughs> useless. It, and yes, I, I'm probably. betting they're going to do that. They're going to do that because if they were smart, they liked money. That's what they'll do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. So I hope they do. hope they're listening to you. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll start a GoFundMe for, for poor Tim because he'll be spending all of his, <laughs> his money. His family won't be able to eat. He'll just oh, gosh. Yeah, totally. Be I'll eating, send, look, if they do that, I will send you all of my, my other pencils that have been replaced by... The new pencils yeah, that Johnny just described. <laughs> yeah. Kids would be like sitting around with a steak knife, you know, chopping a Ticonderoga Renew in half and <laughs> gnawing on it. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> be teething on erasers and things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely number one, the Palomino HP. Uh, uh, still have the Blackwing 602 like Andy I mean I use it all the time I, I use it all the time and I, I can't take it off the list the other ones have changed the next three um, the General's Test Scoring 580 um, I've been using that a lot lately and that is a good pencil yeah it's a fantastic pencil and I've been using my my Hackwing version with a silver ferrule and a red uh, eraser with it, so it's a it's really cool looking, and I've really been enjoying that. And I, I mean, I really feel like, as far as the core and how it feels, it's it's just a, a few shades under the Blackwing six hundred two. Like uh, as far as softness and how much it holds a point, it's a really fantastic pencil. Um, but the next one would be a Tombow twenty five fifty eight B. Pencil. Which, which one which, is that? That's the it's the yellow with the purple ferrule. No, that's the ninety five something. That's that's the. Uh, it is. I don't have one right in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it has a silver ferrule. But they're they're only like eight bucks. They're a pretty affordable pencil and eight bucks uh, for a dozen. Yeah. Okay. Eight bucks a dozen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're only eight bucks for the ferrule, and then nine <laughs> bucks for the pencil, and. Uh-huh. But I'm noticing it so far that all of my first four pencils are very, very similar to one another. So I think I'm finding a, a sweet spot of what I what I prefer. Um, there's a little bit of a, yeah. There's the the link. That's for the HB. So there's there's B as well. But um, but the B's are fantastic. So um, are they debossed, my last debossed one, bees? Debossed bees. Band name called it. You know. <laughs> 
Like Andy Dwyer. <laughs> Parks and Rec. <laughs> Tim Wassum and the debossed bees. <laughs> Tim Wassum's debossed bees. Ten bead Tim and the debossed bees. Ten bead Tim and the debossed bees. It's almost like a tongue twister. <laughs> and uh, last, uh, last thing on my list is the Write Notepads Jumbo Pencil, because I've been using that a good bit recently too because I actually put two of them I've got a big stash of them I've got a couple dozen and I've I put a couple of them in my toolbox and we've been doing a bunch of projects around the house and so I've been using them a lot for that kind of thing so uh, those are fantastic so I can't they're they're cedar they're white with red writing and I just love them so uh, yeah that's my list. So why don't we move on to paper slash notebooks? Yeah. Andy, get us started. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, Johnny, I'm confused. How many? Okay, we're trying to think of three of these, right? Oh, I meant to put one to three. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> um, you know what? So, I meant to put three to five. Yeah. So my, um, it, it's kind of hard to think of, of like a top pocket notebook because... My strategy is basically just when I run out whatever like the next whatever the newest like quarterly release is, is I try to start using that unless it's like something it's way unusable for me. Um, so generally, it's that's been a a write notepads notebook. Like um, I was still using. I just finished my Telegraph um, probably like two weeks ago, and I go through them so slow. And the campfire field notes campfire is what came out since then. Um, and so I am using that now, but typically if I were to just sort of pick, I think that right now, right notepads is the one that I'd go with because they're just so durable. They're so good looking. And, um, I mentioned on the most recent, uh, dot grade episode, we kind of talked about like, what is our, like, do we have a digital recommendation and an analog recommendation and right notepads is my, my analog recommendation just because they, um, they have this feeling it's it's so very usable, but it's yet somehow it's still like ornate and beautiful. So um, they, he just like finds that balance. So typically, typically my pocket notebook for this list would be I write notepads, even though right now I'm using a field notes. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as a, a bigger size, like an A5 size, um, I'm going to at this point really have to go with a Baron Fig Confidant. I just think it's, just perfect. I love the size, how it's a little bit wider and, and sh- like more squat than a t- typical A5 notebook. Uh, I love the fabric cover. I like just the styling and the look of it. Um, I like the dot grade. I really um, think the Confidant is like the best A5 notebook you can get right now. Um, you say something? I should just hop in and say that my list is just totally pointless after what you just said because I totally <laughs> agree with everything you just said. I'm <laughs> like, sorry. A, no, no, that's yeah. perfect. I, I, I totally agree. Write, notebook, write notebooks. Uh, notepads makes my favorite pocket notebook. That's what I've been using most of the time all summer. And then the uh, the Baron Fig Confidant is just perfect. I use the yeah. blank pages, but just the shape of it and anything I want to use it for, it just works. So uh, I'll um, admit that yeah. I'm, I'm more Way excited about the quarterly... Thank you. I, I have to admit, I'm way more excited about the quarterly Confidant releases than I am about the uh, Archer releases that they do, just because... It's... Yeah. It, I think the the quarterly 
quarterly releases of the Confidant are just a close second behind the Black Wings. I mean, yeah. I'm really excited when those are coming out. Yeah. So, um, so they're my one of my favorite things out there right now. I will admit that the next um, A5 size notebook I'm going to buy is uh, it's called Co- it's it's a brand called Colo K O L O, and that is made by the company that owns uh, that stationary short store in San Francisco called uh, Itoya Top Drawer. So it's mm-hmm. it's weirdly like a secondary brand to Itoya, but it's like the parent company of the U.S. stores. So they recently opened a new store um, in San Francisco, a second one uh, in the Mission District, which is a lot closer to me than the Union Union Street store. And they have a big display of these colo notebooks and they are fabric bound, but they're very kind of moleskiny. They have like a like a band and a um, um, and like a bookmark, but they have really beautiful colors. There's this like light blue that I think I'm going to pick up um, and it's lined. It's not dot grid, but whatever. Um so we'll see. I don't know. Maybe that will usurp the confidant. I doubt it. So those are the two notebooks that I'm probably using with the most regularity. Um, like as far as usage and size goes, I don't really use any of the like really big ones. So um, yeah, I really can't, can't talk a lot about that. How about you, Johnny? So for pocket notebooks, obviously I usually go for write notepads. Um, if I want something a little smaller, I'll go for field notes, but no offense to field notes, write notepads have way better paper. So that's not really a hard choice. Um, and I kept myself to three, so I had to cut off moleskins because I'm with you guys on adding the A5 size Baron Fig Confidants. But th- with the caveat that the latest ones that came out are so damn pretty, I haven't written them yet. Mm. Because... They're gorgeous. And the new one is like so autumnal. I'm saving it for September. Oh, that's a good call. That with some of those 344s. Like, ooh, wonderful. How, how fast could, do you guys go through a confidant? Um, depends on what I'm using it for. Like a month or two. I um, would say two months. Yeah. You guys I write went through average. one once in two weeks. But that, wow. was, a, that was a special two weeks. <laughs> you guys go through those so much faster than I do. Like sometimes it takes me four or five months. Well, you you have really small handwriting. I do, I remember, yeah. Right? And yeah. I and I I am I have like big loopy cursive handwriting, and I just kind of, I mean, there's sometimes when I'm like really on a roll if I'm writing something in one of those that I'll, I might only get like a dozen lines in, you know. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, and then just moving on. So. Um, there's our intro. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's um, that's what that's. I think we all have like the same list. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> well, cool. That's, yeah, that, great that doesn't usually happen. That's, good, good job, Baron Fig and Write Notepads. Like that's did, pretty solid. Yeah, they, for real. They that's, both have really damn good paper. Yeah, and they do interesting things and unexpected things. So that's that's really cool that we all we all agreed on that because they, it's not that we disagree, but we usually have like our our different differing tastes and yeah. Like you can see it in the pencils, and then you get to the notebooks, and we're all right on the same page. I'm sorry, Good. I did not mean to make that pun. Pun that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so, so sorry, Johnny. What oh, if I'm they so made sorry. a Wopex notebook? It would be heavy. <laughs> it would be, It'd like be the, made of stone. The stone right? paper like notebook. One of the stone mochas. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it costs me twenty dollars to send a dozen Wopex to the UK because they're so heavy. Those notebooks would be like unshippable. <laughs> You'd have to let's like go with a wheelbarrow and pick them up yourself. <laughs> like walking on high, where are you going, boy? Get my Wopex notebooks. <laughs> You'd just sail to Germany on a boat. They couldn't put them on a plane. <laughs> I like this idea. You have this, to hire, see, to hire a gonna, captain to take you. <laughs> to make a short story about <laughs> this England. for uh, some notebooks. <laughs> Yeah. Well, why don't we why don't we wrap up our our best of slash favorite lists with talking about the miscellaneous category, which is just anything in the sharpener eraser or uh, I don't know what else could go in here sharpener erasers, pencil caps, anything like that that you'd uh, that you're just really fond of that you would put in your top one to three things. So, Andy, get us started. Yeah. Well, if you would have asked me this, probably. <sighs> end of last year i would have been like oh man my pollux like i would never go anywhere without my pollux and that has since changed because i'm just kind of tired of how finicky it is like i love the like concave point but i'm just it's so finicky like if the pencil isn't right or if like you don't hold it right or whatever um it just like breaks it off so um i have to go back to the masterpiece it's still my very favorite handheld sharpener that i've ever used in my life uh, big fan of that. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil Johnny's list, but um, I just bought one of those brass bullet keyring sharpeners. So, man, um, I'm excited. So to, good. I'm yes. excited to try that it's out. The best. Um, so yeah, the masterpiece. Um, I and I don't use a um, desktop sharpener except for the classroom friendly. Using my apparently what's called the Welfley method, which is wrapping a post-it note around the barrel so the teeth don't like dig into your pencil. <laughs> I really need to get a sticker out of this. <laughs> I add really that to our glossary. Yeah, I really need to like document this somewhere because I think I've only ever really talked about it on the show and in the group. I don't. I, I need to make like a video or something. Maybe TJ can help me with that. Um, so yeah, I classroom friendly sharpener, best point. I love that one so i have one at work and i have one at home and um as far as a handheld eraser goes um i think i think the one that i could recommend the most is still the um black pearl made by papermate that's the one that's like a little bit more um oh i don't know what to call it it's like it's flatter and it's more ergonomic i love holding it i love just rubbing my fingers on it like a worry stone. It's my fidget eraser. <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. it's a good one. It doesn't get doesn't look dirty because it's already sort of like a graphite color, um, and they're available everywhere. They're really nice. So that one, and then also just because it's so darn pretty and it works really well too, is the uh, the uh, magic eraser by Koenor. Um, I've talked yeah, about this. Yeah, I've talked about this a lot of times. It's just so beautiful and. Uh, it's kind of hard to find, but it's getting easier, I think, now that CW Pencil sells them. Um, and still, I maintain, like, if we can ever put, like, our name, like, our logo, the Raceable Podcast logo on some sort of a stationary, stationary item, my dream would have it be Magic Erasers. Just, like, stamp those Ooh. and then just, like, hand them out. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. I need to figure out how to do that. Um, if you If you just, like take a sander to it, you can get off the Koenor logo pretty easily. So maybe if we could do that and then silkscreen our own logo on, <laughs> I don't know. Seems totally legal. Yeah, it seems legal and easy, easy to do. Not messy at all. <laughs> Screen printing and eraser. Um, so <laughs> if anybody out there at Koenor listens to this show, 
help us out. Help a podcast out. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think those are the two erasers that I use the most. I really don't use handheld erasers that much. I always have one in my bag. Um, oh, you know what? I would add, uh, I will add ha- um, the little pebble erasers to it, which is kind of the same as the magic erasers, same sort of swirly pattern, but it's just really tiny and really gritty. And they're super portable and easy to carry around. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd add that to list. I almost always have one of those in my bag. Yeah. How about you, Johnny? Um, I'm with you on the, um, uh, help me, the breath, the brass bullet keychain. That's like my favorite thing. Um, when did I get mine? I got mine like over a year ago. It looks awesome. It's like not even brass anymore. It's brown. It's mm. super sweet. Um, also, my Edgar Allan Poe pencil case, which is from um, that brand out of print. They call it the Poe Dot. Yeah. Ha ha Because it's Poe heads. Yeah. Um, and either the Staedtler plastic eraser or the one I like better is Faber-Castell, but it's a little harder to find just because they work really well on everything. Um, let me rewind to the bullet pencil real quick. So you've had it on your key ring. Do you generally put your keys in your pocket? Um... Usually my car key situation sticks out of my pocket or is in my pocket and the keys and the brass thing are dangling around. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, I'm just trying to figure out if that blade's going to catch on anything. Like I know it's kind of inset, but still. No, I've never cut on anything. Okay. Plus if you drop it a lot, it starts looking kind of badass. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like and I get, pebble tossed. I guess it's hard to knock it out of alignment. I just wish that I could get like, a key ring sharpener, but that's a slightly longer point. Yeah, this well, the, the good thing about this one is it'll sharpen anything that fits, no matter what. Yeah, so you're always covered. You're always covered. That's cool. Except like that one time, you know, when you have that, you never have to carry a pencil sharpener. So when you have a fat pencil in your pocket and you go out with that, you're like, oh crap! Just like rub it on the sidewalk, sharpen it. Yeah. The first thing on my list for this category is going to be something that you've all mentioned before, which is the brass bullet keychain sharpener. Cause mm. you know, we've all mentioned it. It's awesome. It's really handy. And I mean, I know I've talked about it before, but it's something that's, it's super practical and it's way less messy than it sounds. So if you don't have one, you should go to CW pencils and get one because it is, uh, it's really, yeah, it really comes in handy and you just, you sharpen it into something, you know, in a, a cup or trash can or whatever and just blow on it, blow off the graphite and then you're good. Tim, I asked Johnny the same really... question, but do you do you keep yours on your keychain in your pocket? Yeah, I do. Have you ever caught anything on your on the blade in there? Nope. Okay. I get really paranoid. I, I just bought one and just put it on my keys, so I need to like just do a uh, leap of faith and try it out. That's never once happened. And I mean I've never had it like in my pocket with my iPhone or anything. Oh, it's the brass. Yeah, just the knurled outside. I yeah. would not want to do that, but I've never had a problem. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. And uh, the only other thing I have for my list for this category is I don't really use sharpeners or, I mean, uh, erasers, like handheld erasers. I don't remember the last time I've actually used one, even though about five minutes ago while Andy was talking, I ordered a six-pack of Black Pearl round erasers because uh-huh. because <laughs> i just i've never had one i never bought one so there's a good deal yeah. uh, on amazon so i uh, but the only thing I, I i have to i have to add are the dudek pencil stands or 
pencil Ooh, slash yeah. pen stands mm-hmm. that he makes uh, is one of my favorite things ever. So he makes custom pieces and he makes uh, pieces that hold pencils and pens or just pencils or whatever you want. And they're super cool. They're really classy looking. Um, I'll have it. I'll have mine for the rest of my life. I, I cherish <laughs> the things that he makes and he, he does really good work and he's really fun to work with. And he's always open to new things like new ideas. And so big shout out to Mike Dudek and, and his, 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 uh, is it, is it mahogany? No, it's not mahogany. What is it? Walnut? Yeah, I think walnut. it's walnut. Gosh, yeah. I, was draw- I was drawing a big blank there. Yeah, it's, he's always done walnuts. So they're they're beautiful, and they're totally, uh, they're worth every penny. So go check those out. Yeah. Um, anybody have anything they want to add to the to their lists or any thoughts you have here at the end? I like how, um, you know, our pencils are are pretty pretty diverse, but like I, I do just still love like how, um, just how similar our notebooks are. And I guess, I guess it's, yeah. I guess it's good. We're not a notebook podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you just be talking about those three notebooks yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Confidant, field notes, write notepads. Yeah. All right. See you next <laughs> week, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't have any, um, anything to add that add to that. I would be interested though. Um, you know, when we post this episode up, I'll ask in our Facebook group um, other people's top five lists. But if you are a listener and you don't use Facebook, um, comment on the episode about what your top five list is. Um, yes, please yeah. do. So Tim will give the uh, URL for it later. But um, yeah, just come on by and make a comment and we'll uh, we'll attach it. See if there's any interesting trends. Yeah. Yeah, so if you want to comment on this episode and give us your top five, go to erasable.us slash 78. That's where you'll find the show notes for today's episode. You can also find us on Facebook. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. And our Facebook page where you can get updates about new episodes, new products, and new uh, campaigns we're doing that would be facebook.com slash erasable podcast we are on twitter at erasable podcast and we are on instagram at erasable podcast i am tim wassum one of the co-hosts of the show and you can find me on twitter at tim wassum and you can find me on instagram at timothy wassum andy where can we find you on the internet i do have to say really quick that every time i can't remember what you're like i want to go look at one of your instagram pictures i have to think of your sign off in my head remember like okay tim wassum on twitter instagram is timothy wassum <laughs> yeah. well, i have tim wassum on instagram too but I like it's just one of those weird things where my my account that was affiliated with the writing arsenal i changed i wanted to change that oh yeah from writing arsenal to something personal yeah and tim wassum was taken by me, so I had to change it to something, <laughs> something else. So yeah. that's why it's different. Cool. So anyhow, uh, I am. Um, uh, my blog is woodclinched.com. Um, you can also find other things I've written at andy.coffee. Um, you can find me both on Instagram and uh, Face. No, the other one, Twitter as at a wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> one of those. I don't know. Uh, Johnny, how about you? Um, I am on the Twitters at Pensolution, on Instagram at my name with no punctuation, and on the internet I am at pensorevolution.com, which turns one dozen years old this week, I think. Woohoo! Yay! So, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode, <laughs> episode seventy-eight of the Erasable Podcast, and for listening to that awkward pause there. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I hope you've enjoyed the episode, and we will be back soon with episode 79. Peace out. The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.